back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back with you here on the block on a Wednesday and uh, going to run through a little fun exercise that uh, I think is, is, is fun. Maybe I'm just a nerd, but I like TV ratings. Are you, are you into TV ratings at all? Do you like to see what the people are watching? I kind of t- I kind of tip, you know, peek in on it. I don't I don't overly do it. But sometimes what I'll do is I'll find out I'll go and look and kind of track why somebody got kicked off or why somebody is is really thriving, why they got an extra extended year. I'll do it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's it sometimes uh, I think maybe a little bit uh, nerdy, but to me it, it, it's interesting. Um, and I and I used it earlier because we we're talking about the USFL. The USFL uh, its championship game drew 1.5 million uh, on Fox, and, it, and, and for what it's worth, if you're on the three-letter networks, ABC, Fox, NBC, CBS. Um, you know, that's pretty accessible for mo- almost any cable package or streaming package I, in these days. Uh, and uh, even like antennas. Remember, do you ever have a friend that just didn't have cable and just like put up an antenna and <laughs> you'd still get like, we were kids, yeah, yeah, you'd still get like CBS and, and, and Fox yeah. and ABC or something. Uh, and so it, those, those are expected to draw higher ratings. It's too crazy. I mean, I, I, I've just streamed because I don't watch, like you're saying, I don't watch all of those channels. Yeah. So having cable in my house now is like, it's a waste because you're paying a hundred, 200 three hundred dollars for oh, yeah. something that I'm like not even really watching and then, you watch like four channels. Yeah, like yeah. four channels and maybe a few movies periodically because I'm you know kind of busy and I'm out and I'm yeah. moving around. So I stream and I just stream what I like to watch. You know what I mean? Like right now show on HBO I think it's HBO Max. I got that. Because sometimes you'll get new movies that'll pop out. Yeah. I don't want to go to the theater. I watch it on HBO Max. Like when Dune came out, I watched it on HBO Max. Do you switch like so like, I could watch Westworld right now? That's oh yeah, nice. Westworld's a good one. I like the first season. I, I didn't watch much after that. But do you switch like I'm waiting for uh, the new Game of Thrones uh, series to come out, and I'm thinking, yeah, there's a new one. I heard. Yeah, okay. But I don't. I'm waiting until then to get HBO. Yeah. So like I can pay eight dollars a month. All these are like eight or nine Netflix, whatever it is, Hulu. They're all like eight or nine dollars a month to get the primary movies and stuff like that and so i i find myself like watching all of what's on netflix and then i won't return to netflix i'll go watch all of what's on hulu and then you, you eventually just kind of look for what's out there cancel that subscription add this one yeah it yeah works out you can work around like that i i, I think i'm i'm well i kind of been like disney been kind of irking me a little bit lately. oh yeah so like i really don't i mean but you got kids so you're a little bit different than me if you're a star wars guy but that's disney's me. putting everything like I, I would i used to love like watching the star wars parts of it and then oh yeah you know then they got all the other stuff that'd be going on so i'd be like <laughs> freaking yeah me, bro but yeah i watch it and like you said i'll suspend the subscription like right now my hulu's on sus- suspension because i've been yeah. so busy i'm like I'm not able to really watch it. Yeah, and if you're watching, if you're, if when you do have the time, you're watching HBO. Why pay for Hulu? And it's sports. You know, really, I really got, I really got 
Hulu because of sports, Big Ten Network, you know, just all yeah. the different sports I watch because of, you know, our wonderful show. Yeah. But, but in the really, summer, yeah. <laughs> not watching too Suspended. much of that either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any, in any case, we let's go to the this uh, kind of discussion because USFL, we talked about a little bit earlier. It's a, it's a league that's trying uh, to survive and 1.5 million on Fox. Um, it's something. It's not great. How many Nebraska football games last year? Remember, they played on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, FS1, and all these things. They had 12 games last year. How many games do you think outperformed um, the USFL championship game? Six. Good guess. It's actually seven. Seven mm-hmm. games outperformed the championship game in the spring league, uh, which is probably With fair. With a three and nine team. With a three and nine team. Um, this is this is why again college football is the way it is today because they get massive numbers. Uh, other like the NFL is king above everybody, uh, but college football more so than any other league can you know get games like championship games of twenty one million viewers or you know SEC championship game of fifteen million viewers or whatever. And it's tough for other leagues. I'm talking about professional leagues to compete with college football. That's why the college football model is looking more and more pro because that's where the money's mm. been. The money's been there. Mm. Um, and so with Nebraska last year, it's just kind of fun to run down. Um, so seven games last year would beat the USFL championship game, which was on Fox, a three-letter network. So, um, you know, not even Nebraska didn't even have that benefit. Uh, but let's run through them. What do, what do you think was the highest watched game last year for Nebraska? You go through kind of the, the Oklahoma. The Oklahoma. Oklahoma was actually third. Wow. Then it had to be Michigan. Michigan was second. Ohio State? Ohio State was first and actually was first that weekend. It was the well, most watched because, college that's football because game. Ohio that State's fan base is like just as raucous as ours. Yeah, so yeah. I, I can see that. That plays into it. Okay. 5.3 million people tuned in wow. uh, to that game. That was the highest rated game for Nebraska. Since you guess the next two, I'll just add those along too. Uh, Michigan was the next most watched game, uh, despite the fact Nebraska didn't score <laughs> until after halftime. That uh, was fourth that weekend on ABC with 4.629 million viewers. Uh, Alabama A&M was first with 8.334 million viewers that weekend. Oklahoma on Big Noon, um, not as good of a time slot as maybe one of those night games, although Fox was Big Noon as well. Um, 4.2 million viewers. That was third that weekend on Fox. Alabama, Florida won that weekend with 7.86 million. Uh, how about from the rest of the group? Uh, you know, outside of Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, the Blue Bloods, like you said, the, the the teams that are combining with Nebraska's great fan base to get a big number. What do you think uh, was is left out give, there? Give me, give me, the, uh, give me four of. Well, give, well, give me the six other of the schedules of the okay. schedule outside uh, of the FCS and the, you know those whoever they play. Yeah, uh, Michigan State was a big game. Uh, was a fun game no, no, at least. Just tell me who they were. Uh, Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue, Northwestern, Minnesota. All right, so I would say Iowa then would be next, then Wisconsin, um, Michigan State, then Purdue. Pretty good guess. Actually, week zero did better than you would think with Illinois. Um, The fourth best was Wisconsin. Uh, It was 3.5 million people tuned into that. That was fourth that weekend on ABC. Then Illinois, the week zero game. Wow. 
uh, because there's not a whole lot else to watch. People are hungry for mm. football. Three, uh, 3.2 million people tuned in to that game. Uh, then Iowa, which it, Iowa was interesting because this is it was like set records for BTN, a BTN football mm. game with 1.94 million. Uh, again, that's better than USFL yeah. did on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so they did yeah. that on BTN against Iowa. Um, so that was kind of cool. Ohio State-Michigan that weekend blew it up. 15.9 million people were watching Ooh. that game. Uh, from there, Michigan State, you would think would be a little higher, but you have to remember that game was on FS1. So that, that only drew okay. 1.66 million. Uh, Purdue then was, was on ESPN2 is next up for Nebraska. Uh, 1.295 million viewers for that one. Northwestern, uh, which was Nebraska's big win. It was kind of fun for us at least, but that was on BTN along with Michigan State, Western Kentucky, so it was kind of regional. Um, so not everybody even in the BTN area got to see it. 1.1 million. Buffalo the same. 1. Uh, 1.0 million, actually, that's despite being on ESPN, too. Buffalo, that's good. Over a million viewers. For, that was for Northwestern. Oh. Buffalo had uh, 626,000. Oh, okay. Which was near the end. Only Fordham was worth was worse, uh, two hundred forty one thousand, which is crazy. That's like two and a half football stadiums of Memorial mm-hmm. Stadium. If you filled one up, only mm-hmm. a couple other, you know, compared to what Nebraska usually draws, but yeah. it is Fordham, uh, two hundred forty one thousand. The other problem with that is that was similar to the uh, Northwestern game. That was like regional BTN. So depending on your area, your footprint of the BTN. So some people were watching Temple Rutgers, which played into that number as well. Um, but uh, it's still, I, I think it's a fun exercise. Exercise and goes to tell you again, um, certain weekends, Nebraska first, fourth, third, fourth uh, for, you know, games of that week and then yeah. time slots matter and, and the networks matter and all that. But kind of just shows you why Nebraska was playing on big noon and playing in those big games. And it was that the schedule was difficult, but it's also the Nebraska brand, which is going to continue to propel and help Nebraska into the future the on the field stuff hasn't been great. But as we divvy into this new world of, of what, you know, who's in what conference and everybody's looking for the large markets and the in the big audiences that's what nebraska has going for it more than anything is the if huge they get following. off to a three and oh start oh yeah it's gonna be off the chain that, that next game against uh oklahoma and that oklahoma game too i just feel like it's got a little bit more to it considering what's gone on this offseason mm-hmm. it's like i don't know if the 2029 2030 scheduled game between oklahoma and nebraska is going to happen i don't know if non-con games are going to happen by then because the, the conferences are going to be so big so is this the last nebraska oklahoma right. game we get in quite some right. time Certainly could be. Could be. be. Uh, So that's interesting to look forward to uh, moving on. Uh, A few more things to get to. Let's let's jump into this before we we head into our final segment. Micah Parsons uh, had something to say the other day. He said him and Travion Diggs uh, think that they can surpass Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey as the best defensive duo in the league. Uh, Now, he admits they're not there now. Michael Parsons, of course, just a rookie last year. Uh, And and, and, and so it seems like he's setting this goal out there. Do you see this as blasphemous or do you like the confidence or what do you kind of feel comparing yourself to Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey who (laughs) just won the championship, of course, have been to the Super Bowl before and are just cemented in the league uh, as as big names. I mean, Aaron Donald's probably the best defensive player we've seen in a couple, you know, 10, 15 years. Maybe allegedly be up there in the top. Maybe all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, I like the confidence. I like the energy behind it. I like even, you know, the thought of it. And I would even say I would like to see it. 
But I think it's a blasphemous comment right now <laughs> coming out of his mouth. I would love like like show if Micah Parsons right now because he's going to be on everybody's scouting report now. See, that's the difference mm-hmm. between Micah Parsons and and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is on everybody's scouting report, and they're having discussions in offensive coordinator rooms as to. What are we gonna do about this guy? Are we gonna are we gonna you know single block him? Are we gonna wedge block him? Are we gonna chip block him? What well, what are we gonna do with this guy? Every time he shows up for a game, I venture to say Michael Parsons isn't there yet. Um, At least not at the start of the season. By the end of the season, it might start to game I, plan for him. But see, that's what I'm saying. I think that he's he's talked about. There's concern about, but. They had the same feeling about J.J. Watt and T.J. Like, T.J. Watt to me right now is a problem. Oh, yeah. You know, compared to, like, you know, Micah Parsons. I, I like Micah Parsons. I love his versatility. I love that he can go on the end, get off the linebacker. He can move around. He can blitz. He can do all types of things. I love that about him. He can even cover some. But to say that's what I think makes him valuable. But to say, like – I think T.J. Watt is tremendously better. Oh yeah, right now, just as a whole, like you game, you're game planning for T.J. Watt. Yeah, every time he shows. Remember, up. Remember, he tied the sack record last year. Now, uh, in, until Michael Parsons shows up in that twenty range for me, that's blasphemous. <laughs> but it's a good goal for me, young good goal. guy. Good goal. Uh, and keep in mind, Trayvon Diggs was just in his second year last year. Um, Eleven interceptions. Now, um, if they start to say Deion saying I'm blasphemous. Yeah, that's blasphemous. <laughs> Stop it. And Trayvon Diggs, to me, too, is a prove-it guy because we have seen years where cornerbacks pop up and have their huge year, lots of interceptions, and then never return to that form. Right. It's going to be hard to get 11 again. I don't know ex- ex- exactly but expect that. But guess who sustained that? Jalen Ramsey, Jay- <laughs> who it, he's trying to compare himself who, to. Who, who, who surprisingly sustained that type of longevity? Mm-hmm. Ed Reed. Oh, yeah. That's one of the best, was getting best safeties of all time. That guy's yes, sir. Do not want to get hit by him. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick break and round things out. I got kind of a fun uh, little deal to go through here. Of course, summer league is starting, and Strick's actually going to go out to summer league. So we're yeah. going to have on the block from summer league, which is going to be really cool. I just wanted to remind you guys of where some of the Huskers are playing, and and just tell you about some of the fun teams because I know some people. If you're not a big NBA guy, I, I get it. But Summer League's fun. I mean, there's a lot of, like, guys in between the NBA. um, And honestly, these teams, even though they don't have the coaching probably to to reach this level, but they're better than college teams. I mean, you've got, like, the best players of all these college teams going in there. So uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Point out the the ex-Huskers in Summer League, including Jariah Horn, Teddy Allen, where they're at. Of course, Trey McGowan's and uh, and, and Bryce McGowan's are playing, too. Delano Banton's back in Summer League. And I want to ask you, uh, specifically if the Utah Jazz Strick, um, their Summer League team, which lost last night to Chet Holmgren in the OKC, if they would win the NCAA tournament. Because I'm trying to make a point here. (laughs) That summer league's awesome. Uh, We'll do that coming up next year on the block at 93.7 The Ticket.